Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm dodging the uh, vape smoke that Chaz just sent in my direction. Very cool that you uh, vape like that. And I'm Ronnie. And I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover episode 9 of season 2, also known as number 34. It's called Opening. Wow. And what'd you think of this one? You know, it was uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. No, I actually liked this one a lot. Uh, I like the Ron- the Reiner uh, talk. I love Reiner. Yeah, uh, I agree. So we're going to get into it. But before that, do you have any uh, anything you want to say after you just take that one last vape hit? Do you want to talk about your nicotine addiction at this point? or? Well... I do have a little bit of a nicotine addiction. I will say that. Yeah. Um, it's so, not too much. Um, this podcast is just super stressful for me, and right. I just need a couple hits to calm me down because I just don't want to let Catherine and our listeners down. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say. So, do you think just because um, Catherine complimented you and your anime taste that you're just gonna say her name ten times well, an episode now, or? Well, I, I didn't. That was the first time I've mentioned her. This one, but yeah, I just I see. I feel like I know where this is going, and so I just wanted to bring it up right here at okay. the beginning. Well, I, yeah, I do have good taste in anime, apparently. But let's keep going with this. All right, let's get uh, let's get started. So, some form of all units are taken off from the wall to go track down Aaron. And Ymir, I guess. but And by that, of course, I mean, you know, we got the scouts, we got the garrison, even some of these military police that are so, you know, eager to kill some titans are coming. Yep. Hanji's back at the wall, even though I had to re-watch this episode like 14 times to verify that it is her, because I just didn't recognize her without the glasses. So hot. Well, uh, usually she's hot because of the glasses, so right now I'm just kind of meh. I'm all about her. She attempts to search for a horse, determined that she's going to ride for Connie's village to investigate the uh, the Titan found at his house. But one of the scouts, like we talked about uh, last episode, it's one of the most, you know, I don't even know what you'd say about this guy. It's Moblet. Moblet. That's um, my boy. That's who I would be if I was in this show. I feel like only the top 5% of Attack on Titan fans actually know this guy's name. And but he, nope. I mean, he's a nice enough guy. He's refusing to let Hanji go while she is injured. Okay, well let's let's uh, talk about this real quick before Lay we get on. Me. I would love for the listeners to give us some feedback at thepodcastchronicles at gmail um, and tell us that they know Moblet because I know that our listeners know Moblet and I know that a higher percentage know Moblet because he's super important. All right, well, there's Ronnie. two two problems with uh, your stupid statement there. Uh, first of all. We've just said the name Moblet 27 times, so of course I know who that he is. And then second of all, if they're listening, listen, if someone's listening to our little baloney Attack on Titan podcast on... Oh, baloney in, in, uh, Well, face it, what we're doing, why are we talking into microphones right now? What are, well, we, what are we doing? Why is anyone listening to this? That's a good question, Ronnie. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with the word baloney. <laughs> And if someone's listening to this October, you know, two months out before season four, then they are a top 5% fan, and of course they're going to know the, the name Moblet. Because well, maybe you need better taste in anime, and you wouldn't be so damn bitter. Well, 
what am I bitter about, dude? You just, I mean, you came with a... Moblet. I don't understand why you hate this guy. I freaking love Moblet. Oh, well, that, I mean, I'll tell you why. It's because he's boring. And... He's a simp. <laughs> so, like I said, he promises to ride for the village, village and tells her to just stay there and faint or something. I actually really enjoyed that line. That okay. was funny. He's just like... You can't go anywhere, just faint or something, because you're very weak right now, and you're not wearing glasses, so I'm not sexually attracted to you at all. I, uh, I don't remember him saying that, but okay, let's keep going. It's been way too long since we've seen him, but heading up the formation is all Commander Irwin. Yep. Chaz, it's been too many episodes now. Let me get your uh, Irwin impression. So, so, meh! And your best one? Shinzo Wosasageo! Oh, that was not right. You did it wrong. Shinzo Sasageo. Shinzo Sasageo. There, I mean, you kind of lost it. Oh, really limped in with that. Sorry, I am just so high from this nicotine right now. (laughs) You just let so many listeners down. Okay, we've been zooming on Mikasa, who is, (laughs) jeez, what a terrible. (laughs) If you speak Japanese, please let us know what uh, he was just saying there. It's it's really hot in here. (laughs) We zoom in on Mikasa, who has something important to tell us before we reach the opening credits. Uh, She says, Eren. So back in the forest of giant trees, Reiner and Bert are hanging out when Eren wakes up. And you at one point asked me what kind of AOT-themed tattoo you should get. Okay. And I told you to go hard or not at all. And I personally think you should get the pattern around the eyes of someone who just got yanked from their Titan. You remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember that now. How hardcore would that be? I I feel like people would be afraid of me a little bit if I did that. I mean, people would be, but top, like top 5%, they'd look at yeah. you and be like, yo. Yeah, they'd be like, oh shit, that guy's like just a few minutes away from being fully okay, killed. How about this? How about this? All right. Then you get a tattoo of like... Bite marks in your hand. Oh, oh dude. dude. We'll, uh, All right. we'll, we'll make a video podcast as soon as I do that. Yes, we will. Uh, do you have any other Attack on Titan themed tattoos you want to try and give to the people in case someone's trying to get some ink? Yeah, I, I mean, I was always thinking about doing the Wings of Freedom logo just as big as possible on my back. <laughs> <laughs> just picture their jackets, but on your bare back. Yeah. It's like, is that guy wearing a jacket or does he just have... A tattoo of a jacket. And what are you going to do for the per- first person that gets the AOT Chronicles tattoo- tattooed on him? Oh, wow. This is this is big. Whoever We'll say this. Whoever gets an AOT Chronicles tattoo on their body, and right. this has got to be a real tattoo. This can't be Sharpie that you let your little sister, little brother, you know, draw on you. Yeah. Whoever gets it, we will personally shout you out on the podcast and we will personally send you a self-made video of our faces thanking you for the support. Wow, just totally not worth it. Um, can't can't say this enough. Well, they'd get to see our faces, so it kind of be Don't good. get a tattoo of the AOT Chronicles on your skin. <laughs> You'll regret it for the rest of your life. Aaron sees that he is missing both his arms, and Ymir shows him that she too is slowly recovering lost limbs. He, he just doesn't understand how the heck this possibly could have happened, even though Levi has straight up told him at times that 
removing his limbs is a very possible thing to do. Yeah. Reiner hits him with a, oh yeah, that's my bad. And Aaron replies, I see. I, uh, I must have lost. Hey, what gave it away? <laughs> oh, wow, you and Bert have ODM gear on and I have zero arms? Uh, I guess I lost. Aaron starts to bite himself again because it's like the one thing he knows to do and no one seems to even flinch at this except Bert, who, of course, freaks out. Ymir, she's just kind of, you know, she kind of calmly stops him, helping him think for a second, because as we all know, that is not his strong suit. She points what? out that they are far away from Wall Rose and that they are surrounded by Titans. And let me just say, we got some great ones here. Oh, yeah. I was excited to hear Ronnie's Titan of the Week on this one. We have the Titan of the Week, which is the Lazy Titan. This is He's kind of sunbathing, too, just like that one from last episode. That dude is straight up chilling. And uh, we have Shy Guy 2.0. Mm-hmm. Shy Guy was uh, your favorite. How do you feel about as a reboot here? I've, you know, I like the reboot. Nothing will ever compare to Mr. Shy Guy from, you know, the Castle episodes. Yeah. But this, this one, this one's a pretty strong one. This one, he might not be as big. He's got kind of funny hair. The original, the OG one... There was just something about how tired his face looked and how nervous he looked. That was just took him over the top for me. And he just loved himself. I love a Titan that loves himself. Ymir then notes that Reiner and Bert have the advantage because, of course, they've got the ODM gear. And, you know, Reiner stole Aaron's while he was unconscious. And like you so brave or uh, smartly deduced last episode, Bert got his from that poor random guy that swallowed with Ymir. Oh, and he took some guy. Oh no, there goes some unknown character that we'll never know and never knew. Reiner says, no need to worry. You couldn't turn into Titans right now, even if you wanted to, because your body is using all of its energy to heal back up. To which Aaron replies, do you think I'm stupid? Why would I listen to anything you say? Uh, every now and then, Aaron has a point, and this is one of those times. Why would Reiner, you know, why would Reiner say, "Yeah, if you bite yourself hard enough, you could turn into a Titan"? Right now, this is uh, this is one of those episodes where very few episodes am I like this, but where I'm kind of on Aaron's side and understand his thinking. The whole episode, huh? Yeah, the all whole right. episode. Well, please let us jump in and let us know on all those points. Okay, that one there, I was with him. Ymir admits to being pretty clueless about how the Titan powers work as well, but she says it in a way where I couldn't tell if she was being serious or not. What do you think? I feel like that's her whole personality. You can never tell if yeah. she's just being a sarcastic bitch or being straight up. Right. So I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, let's get one thing clear. She definitely knows more than Aaron, but yeah, but, but she kind of goes to say that she, she doesn't know as much as Reiner and uh, Bert. Reiner says that their plan is to take them back to their hometown. And uh, he knows that they aren't going to just give up and go with them, but Ymir was right, and they are surrounded by Titans, so they kind of just got to stay here for a second. I mean, because if they kicked each other's ass right here, right now, they would ultimately just be devoured by these Titans, so they've got to wait until at least nightfall. And these uh, these guys get sleepy. Yeah, just wait till Shy Guy gets out of his little shell. Ymir asked Reiner why he didn't just stay the Armored Titan and run them uh, all the way back home. And he says something a wise sponge once said. Do you, you know what I mean, Chess? 
Use your imagination. They use their imagination. imagination. Woo! Aaron starts to think of escape, but SpongeBob uh, Chronicles coming soon. Aaron starts to think of escape plans. It doesn't seem like it would be too hard for him to transform and run back to the wall. This is at least what he's thinking here. Mm -hmm. But he worries that his Titan won't be strong enough and he will just be killed by the surrounding Titans. He also doesn't buy that they are waiting until nightfall because why would they wait for them to recover before making their move? Aaron's actually thinking here. This yeah. is where I'm on his side. Good, good. His, uh, I mean, you're right. He's just, his mind is doing Armin-like things at the moment. He's thinking from all angles, and he wonders about the other scouts and what happened to them. He hopes that they're not heading this way because he doesn't believe that they will be able to escape. It takes a, you know, extreme, extremely skilled soldier like himself to be able to <laughs> finagle his way out of this one. So he really hopes, you know, like Mikasa or Levi aren't coming or anything. Yeah, that's... Ymir brings up a great point that I think probably confused everybody their first time watching. Uh, she asked if the Titans at the castle could move at night. Why couldn't these? Which... We've got yeah. a pretty good idea why, but... We, we, we assume it's because of the Beast Titan, mm -hmm. but... Uh, Reiner replies that these are different and that if anyone would know that, Ymir would. Yeah, it's a bunch of... Uh, pretty subtle... There's a bunch of subtle, coded... You know, language talk here. And that reply makes Aaron wonder about Ymir. He doesn't think that she's like him and didn't know that uh, she had Titan capabilities. And he goes on to wonder whether or not she's on his side. Hey, buddy, we don't know what Ymir is at all from the beginning. <laughs> he, uh, he then decides that to escape, he's going to need to learn everything he can from all of them and let his body heal in the time being. But here's the real kicker. He thinks to do this, he must suppress all of his emotions. <laughs> He's not going to be able to do that. Uh, hey, at least he thought about it, though. I mean, if that's the case, you better come up with a plan B like yesterday. That's like telling oh Mikasa to stop thinking of Aaron. Oh, my God. He suppresses emotions. Okay, let's move on to the calling card. Titan regeneration. We basically know all this. As long as they survive, given time, their bodies will regenerate, insides included. We come back and we are with the scouts now. They are in Erwin's formation. Mikasa is in such deep thought about Eren that Hannes has to yell her name like seven times to get her attention. Mm -hmm. He tells her to stop pushing so hard. Whoa. <laughs> She tells her to stop pushing, so he's talking about riding, you know, you don't okay. want to ride too hard, even though it appears that she's going about the same pace as all the others around her. Cause yeah, I, I could see that she would definitely be doing the pushing, not Aaron, but keep going. Hannes is probably just drunk, so he feels like she is soaring, and he's, everything's just moving a little slow for him at the time being. He's, uh, he's so drunk, in fact, that he must have forgotten he already gave this Aaron won't slash doesn't give up speech last episode, so he just gives it to us again here. He's basically just, you know, no one's going to give up like him, and uh, yeah, I've never seen him win a fight, and Armin and Mikasa are kind of looking at each other like, does he know that he just told us this like 15 <laughs> minutes ago? And that makes Mikasa smile for a second as she grabs Aaron's old scarf and just sniffs just a big ol' inhale into it hey let go of that thing ugh 
What do you think Aaron smells like? Um, that's a good question. I feel like he just smells like a, uh, like a, uh, like a, yeah, sweaty guy. You were clearly way to think on your toes. I'm thinking he smells like he just unloaded half a can of Axe body spray. That's what I'm going with. If okay, if they did have Axe body spray, he would definitely spray at least half the can before he went out. Back in the trees, Ymir asks if Reiner has some sort of water because she is literally going to dry up and die. I don't think she's going to dry no. up. God. Ymir. Reiner is like, honestly, I kind of jumped into this whole plan before I was really ready. One second I was on top of a wall, and the next I was losing my mind and telling Aaron everything I've been keeping a secret for the last five years. So, um... I am totally unprepared, if you can't tell, by the way, I'm sitting here in a tree. (laughs) Meanwhile, I like to imagine Bert has like three gallons of water sitting right next to him, but no one wants to acknowledge him, so they just do without him. He's been not talking this whole time, and you just secretly see him like bend over. He's like taking little sips, and he like turns back around. I just had to throw in that commentary, because no one has even referenced Bert so far. Uh, that's kind of what he does. Shows how good of a uh, spy he is. But uh, speaking of losing his mind, by the way, Reiner starts ranting about how hard they've been working all morning with no food, water, and sleep. Then he says something about a promotion, and if they put their tickets together, they might be able to afford the remote control car and the Chinese <laughs> finger traps. Bert, who wants his... Once again, is and then, obviously and worried. And then Bert speaks up, and he's like, Reiner, no, we do not need to get that. Remember last time I could not get my fingers out of that thing? <laughs> Those things are horrifying, <laughs> you know? It's like you somehow you have to put your fingers in and then pull them out, but at the same time, that's how you get out of them. But if you pull them out, that's what tightens it. It's like, yep. well, how do you even... It takes like four people to work those things. But he's obviously worried. He interrupts, but... Reiner's on a tear right now. He doesn't slow down because he says, sure, all soldiers must fulfill their duties, but he thinks that they have all earned it and they all go individually and each buy one Nintendo Switch when stores get them in stock. They can go home and flip them for at least a $150 profit because Nintendo is having such a hard time keeping them in stock ever since the Corey V virus went down. And Ymir says, hey, Reiner, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He keeps going on for a little while, but eventually gets to saying that he thinks Krista has a thing for him. Yeah, I love how he throws that in at the end. Yeah, and at this point, Aaron's been listening. Like he said, he's doing great as far as his first part of the plan goes, because he said, I've just got to listen and learn. But he's not learning anything, so he just screams way too loud. He's so mad. Reiner is worried that he might have said something that upset Aaron. (laughs) <laughs> While Ymir turns this all onto Bert and says something's going on, right? Like, you see your friend here? Bert, who is practically sitting in the fetal position, says, Reiner, you're not a soldier, remember? We are warriors. And, and that just sets Reiner off. <laughs> I mean, he starts hyperventilating so hard it triggers a flashback to him crying, asking why Marco was getting eaten. R.I.P. Best Bro. That was a that was an interesting flashback. I remember the first time I saw this, I was I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And that flashback was just like, what? What does this even mean? Because think about how long it's been. We still don't know 
what happened yeah. to Marco. This is like the first peek behind the curtain. And, and he's like getting... Apparently there was no witnesses, but now we know that Reiner saw what saw happened. Saw part of it, yeah. <clears throat> Ymir does her best Armin impression because she's starting to figure everything out. She thought it was weird that the guy who broke the wall would also save Connie and that he was originally... This is Reiner now. That Reiner was originally a warrior whose goal was to break the wall, but after pretending to be a soldier for so long, he lost sight of who he really was and couldn't tell which one was real. So that's pretty pretty deep stuff. She says that his heart was split in two, and that judging by Bert's grim expression, that this wasn't the first time Reiner made no sense. But I've got bad news for her, because this is just Bert's face. It's, sometimes he looks even more worried than this. Yeah, this is where Reiner was already... Well, going back a couple episodes, the reveal of Reiner was pretty kind of depressing for me at first because I really started to like his character. You know, he's a super interesting guy, big brother, and then now we get to this part, and now it just pulls me right back in, and I'm a big Reiner fan. Yeah, it tells you a lot about Reiner because it shows that, like, his initial intentions were bad, but... The, uh, the feelings that he felt towards all the members were also real. Yeah. And he's just like, he's torn up right now. Reiner's pissed. He snaps back into warrior mode because he tells her to shut up. And you know who never knows when to shut up? Aaron. Aaron. So he goes on to ask Reiner how the hell he thinks that he's the victim in all of this and how they could look them in the eye that night them being Aaron and Armin and just tell them all of their lies. This is where I'm back on the Aaron train because you got this guy who just basically is the reason his mom got eaten and now he's trying to play the victim. Well, he's not trying to. He's kind of losing his mind. But in Aaron's eyes, that is just going to... I mean, that would piss me the hell off. And how do you like this line then? He, uh, It's one of my quite possibly favorite Aaron moments because he says, Bert... I'm talking to you, you, you damn, damn lackey. lackey. Yes. Rip into him, Aaron. I Fuck told you guy. everything while you looked me right in my eyes about the day my mother was eaten alive. What were you thinking? Now, Bert tries to avoid eye contact at all costs, but then he says, uh, back then, I thought I felt sorry for you. That that's an interesting way to put it too. He didn't say I felt sorry for you. He said I thought I felt sorry for you. Sheesh. So does this guy? This is where I start to wonder if, you know, we obviously know Reiner has feelings and stuff, but Bert almost seems like he doesn't really care. It's yeah. like he does, but not really. So Aaron, who just looks shocked at this point, says, uh, "I see." You know, you two aren't soldiers or warriors. You're just mass murderers who killed people who didn't do anything wrong. Reiner, who's still on this tree limb, losing his mind, yells that he knows that. But what is Aaron looking for? An apology? Aaron decides that he is still too naive and that he just has to make sure that they die in the worst way possible. But Ymir tells him that if he keeps saying childish crap like that, she has no hope for him. So, okay, so this is where I halfway agree with her and I halfway don't. Because okay. being Aaron, I completely agree with everything he just said. And he should have them die in the worst way possible for what they've done. But 
He also has no idea what the hell Ymir, Reiner, and Bert know. So apparently Ymir knows all of this shit and calls him childish and stuff, but why won't she just tell Aaron half, at least half of what she knows? Yeah. And, I mean, so like I said, she says that she's got no hope for him, to which Aaron says, <laughs> Ymir then turns to Reiner and asks him, what's the deal with that monkey titan? Which is what we've all been wondering, so thanks, Ymir, for bringing that up. Aaron didn't get to experience him, because she says that, and he's like, Um, (laughs) And uh, she gives him a quick outline, and then says that if Reiner and Bert get back to him, they will be able to return to their hometown. And Aaron's just so baffled at this point. He demands Ymir to tell him everything. And, you know, she's hardly able to deal with Aaron's hard ass. She says, what, you think it's all going to end if we kill these guys right here, right now? Great point. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, for five years, these two guys have literally been, like, fighting alongside of you, and they're still coming after you, so that's clearly not the only problem. This makes Aaron even more mad, as then he asks who the enemy is, but before she gets into it, Reiner yells, Hey, uh, Ymir! You, uh, you think there's any future in this world? <laughs> so is that, do you think that's his quick way of not letting her tell Aaron who the enemy is? Yeah, she didn't really seem like she knew, but she seemed like she almost had a theory and she wasn't afraid, like she was going to let Aaron know kind of what she thought. And, or at least maybe that's what Reiner thought, because he definitely cuts her off and just asks her just a real light question. <laughs> you know, you think there's any future in this world? And Reiner, at this point, he just begins to recruit Ymir to their side as he knows that her one goal in life is to protect Krista, and that is something that they can both be down with. Or, I mean, By the way, Reiner thinks that Krista has a thing for him. Yeah, he basically goes on to say, or would you rather be on the same side as Aaron, because let's face it, that guy sucks. <laughs> Ymir proceeds to look at Aaron, and she she's looking at him as if he's a literal piece of poo. Reiner says that if she goes with them, they can't promise her life, but they should be able to protect Krista. And, oh, I mean, that is, Ymir is all about that. Mm-hmm. Just like Krista would be all about that if they said, we can't protect your life, Krista, but we'll, you know, we'll save Ymir. She'd just, she'd just love the idea of all that. I'm sensing a Romeo and Juliet type ending for them. <sighs> Poor Aaron. If this, I mean, he's so confused. <laughs> he's... His inner monologue consists of questions such as, so wait, there's no future for this world? What's going on? What are they talking about? A monkey? What what does that mean? There's a monkey and no future for this world. What even is a monkey? And just as Ymir is implying that she is with Reiner and Bert, the four are interrupted by the sounds of green flares launching in the distance. Bert can't believe they're already here. Aaron says there's just one hour left before sunset, and that's the end of the episode. Yep, so we got the, the scouts riding up on them, giving them that little surprise attack. So the next couple of episodes definitely promise to be pretty uh, pretty intense. I liked this episode for what it kind of taught us more about Reiner than anything. I mean, I guess Bert, but... Let's face it, Bert's character is just kind of a side piece of Reiner's character almost. Yep. But yeah, other than that, I don't have any other broad points to talk about. Yeah, I guess Bert 
just going in a little bit to his character being as boring as he is, it's almost like he's the friend that, I mean, obviously he, he lets a lot of the problems and, you know, that even the solutions ride on Reiner's shoulders, but it also shows that he's been watching what seems to be his best friend go into a deep, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what you call it, just depression slash split personality, and he's just, he can't do anything about it, and right. he's, that's probably making him just depressed as well. Yeah, as much as I love to rip on Bert, it's possible that, through all this time, he's always been such in the background and so quiet because he knows that he doesn't want to get too involved with these people or else he's going to develop feelings, whereas Reiner kind of went about it a separate way and yeah, you know, did take on kind of that big brother role, and so now he's kind of struggling with it, obviously. Um, no, I think that's all very interesting stuff. Uh, no feedback for today. If you've got any, shoot it at us at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com uh do you want to do a quick segment of learn a little something about ronnie and Chaz? i want you to go first but before you do that tell the people exactly all the nuances of this segment okay well the nuances of this segment is basically uh you get to learn a little bit about chad and ron yeah e all right ronnie yeah, you know I don't like it when you call me Ron, but you do it anyway, so go ahead. I want you to, uh, I've got one that I want you to tell. Okay, let's hear it. I want you to tell the good people about the uh, the very exciting Fry story. Fry story. Um, yeah, with your uh, your grandparents. Oh, this is a great one. Yeah. This is a great story. Okay. You're going to learn a lot about Chaz here. This is a really... Okay, well, about young Chaz. I'm not like this anymore. Don't think I am, but... Okay, I was about the age of, I'd say about seven or eight years old. Um, I'm with my cousin Trevor, okay? Me and Trevor are going on a weekend vacation with my grandparents. Um, we're, we're headed to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, to go mountain seeing. Um, it's about a four-hour drive, if that gives you a little hint into where we live. And, wow. And... Uh, Actually, I don't even know if it's four hours. I'm just completely making that up, but it's somewhere around there. But uh, we stop at McDonald's on the way, and we're getting lunch. And I tell my grandparents that, oh, I'm not that hungry. I'll just take a large fry. So they're like, all right. They order me a large fry. We get back to the table. I eat my large fry, and then I'm like, I kind of want some more. So I go back up to the counter. I'm like, I'll take a medium fry. So I come back, I eat the medium fry, and then uh, I'm like, I kind of want some more. So I go back to the counter. I tell the same lady that I want a small fry, and she's just kind of looking at me, so I eat the small fry. So now I've had a large fry, a medium fry, and a small fry, and then to top it off at the end, I tell my grandparents I'm just slightly more hungry that I would like a large fry for the road. Yeah. So I ordered another large fry with the lady looking very confused at me, and I, I took the large fry, took it in the car, and ate it on the ride back what a dinner of champions <laughs> that's you had all your main food groups there that's awesome i had potatoes uh some more potatoes and some more potatoes yeah i'm you're welcome for making sure you told that story i felt like people really got a good grasp of uh jazz there sasha would love me uh i guess for my little story here it's not even a story it's just you know sometimes we do this in versions of stories but the main point is just for you guys to learn a little bit about us. 
As far as Moe's and Chipotle go, you get bowls from Chipotle, you get burritos from Moe's. Amen. All right, and that's the end of this episode. I'm so glad you said that. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless. And peace. Peace.